Hello, this is Daniel Gregory, and thank you for joining me for episode 391 of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. Hope you are having a great week. If you head on up to my website, DanielJGregory.com, on the homepage there, you'll find a link to register for a free pass for a week of free Lightroom training. So I'll be participating in the Lightroom Summit this year, runs October 3rd through the 7th. I'll be teaching three classes, one on black and white photography and some of the lessons from the analog darkroom that we apply digitally, how to clean up that goo of a Lightroom catalog. I don't even call it a catalog anymore. It's just a pile of goo. And then finally, some of the cool things you can do and organize and search using the metadata that exists within Lightroom. So if you're interested in a free week of Lightroom training, pop up, up to my website, click on that, get a free pass here, and you can do that. Also, if you want access to that material anytime in the future, register for a VIP pass. And right now that's $60 off for early bird registration. And that'll give you lifetime access to all that content. Today, I wanted to ramble on a little bit about a particular issue that I came up when I read a news article. And a, I'll call him a digital artist named Jason Allen submitted a photograph. I'll loosely use the word photograph there. Submitted an image created in mid-journey to a photo competition in the digital imaging, digital compositing category, which is the correct category, absolutely, no question there, in one of the county fairs in Colorado where he won first prize. The issue came down to Midjourney is a AI-driven photo generation program. So what that means is it never looks and uses photography. It is fed a series of prompts and then creates an image solely out of its knowledge of the hundreds of millions, billions of photos, images, paintings, sculptures that it's been fed into its AI engine. And so when you tell it, picture of Paris, creates a picture of Paris. Paris Eiffel Tower, there's the Eiffel Tower. Paris Eiffel Tower, in the rain, red umbrella, little girl, pink shoes, generates that image. So it creates a photorealistic looking, if told to construct that, image of something. And they're getting sophisticated enough that in many cases, people have a hard time telling the difference between a AI-generated image and a photographically generated image. And outside the whole notion of, of a lot of conversations we could have around this, there were a couple of things that kind of caught my eye, caught my ear and eye in this discussion I was reading about. One of which is, is that a photograph? And I think this is one of the things where it's important that we define what it means to have a photograph. It's why for me, they're not photographs. They're digital image creations. They're digital R objects that have been created because photographs are time bound. They're indexical, meaning they're of the world. They're bound by seconds, milliseconds, extensions of seconds into minutes, but there's a time element in the capture. So part of my definition, that's two of the criteria I have around that, but part of my definition of what is makes a photograph is it has that aspect to it. Now, somebody else may not have those, but for me, if I'm judging that competition, if I'm having that conversation, I'm not going to use the word photograph for some AI-generated image. It's going to be called a digital image or digital creation or something else. AI image, something besides photograph. And so for me, that's important because not just ego on my part as a photographer, but as we look at images, as we think about understanding how to evaluate images, how do society and others think about photography? And when they start looking at photographs where they can't tell the difference between something that is generated by a computer 
and a series of prompts and a camera that's pointed at something. Are those in fact the same thing? Is that experience the same thing? Is the end result of that the same thing? Is when we look at the object, is that all that ultimately matters? And that led to the quote, which was the impetus for today's podcast. One of the things that Jason said was to the local paper in response to, you know, all the uh, kind of the hubbub that's coming up about this and the reaction and the, the, the split reaction to his win was that most of it's generated by fear. Most of the response is generated by fear because, quote, artists are scared. They're worried that they're going to be replaced by the robot. And that was the thing that really kind of struck me as I listened to my own response to this. Because when I originally read that this guy had used Midjourney to create and win this competition, you know, I kind of thought that was interesting. You know, it's in the right category, digital manipulation, digital compositing, top prize, looked at the image, it's a cool looking image. You know, it's kind of this fantasy looking image. And I'm sure it was a lot of work, an insane amount of work to get Midjourney to spit that thing out because you've got to craft the right language to feed into that little machine to get it to spit the image out. However, the idea that as an artist, as a photographer, that I'm scared that this robot's going to replace my, my, my job. As if my job is to create the object on the wall. As if the only thing that mattered to the artist and to the art that we create is the ultimate object. Whether it's on screen or on the wall, I'll use those interchangeably. But the thing that's created, is that ultimately all that matters? And to me, that's where we miss the mark on some of this. Because when we think about what ultimately matters in the creation of art, it is one of those elements where journey and destination are intertwined. We create art in an effort to better understand our world, who we are, our place in that world, challenging the assumptions of who we are in that world, how society challenges its own assumptions, how we grow and develop as a culture. How are we pushed? How are we pulled? How do we understand the nuance of small things and large things in our lives? How do we deal and process our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings? That's all the things that we communicate through art. In wildlife photography, how does my relationship to the natural world survive? In portraiture, how's my relationship to that person? How's that person relate back to me? How does that person relate when somebody else looks at the photograph? We're about constructing those relationships and building meaning through the shared experience of looking at the art. The crafting and creation of a shared experience. Am I afraid that the robot's going to replace that? As if I all of a sudden lose my ability to think about who I am and what matters to me and how do I share and communicate that because some computer somewhere can generate something that looks like a photograph? Misses the mark entirely and substitutes the belief that the technology is superior and the technology defines the ultimate outcome. If mid-journey is merely a tool, as if so many people say it is, the conversation then should never be about, can I tell this was a real photograph and this is a mid-journey photograph? If it's, that's the conversation, it's look how cool the technology is. Not look at how an image is still created 
that drives a conversation forward, that moves us in an interesting direction. We went through this same conversation, by the way, when we talked about the creation of Photoshop, moving from analog to digital, black and white to color, large format to smaller format. Photography has had this conversation many, many times about what defines the nature of the photograph, what defines the nature of meaning in the photograph. Is it still a photograph? And I still know people who say digital photography is not photography. I know people who still challenge the nature that if it's not done through the analog chemical nature, it's something else. Now, it's immaterial at this point. We've lost that, that, that tidal wave is hit and swept those people out to sea and they live on a tiny little raft out in the middle of the ocean, screaming at basically no one in the middle of the ocean. But they still have that conversation. They also have missed the mark about that bigger question of what the meaning behind it being created is. Now, when we think about why we distinguish different types of art, why we distinguish different language around how we context art, I think that's very important. That's the other piece about this. Am I worried about being replaced by a robot? No, because the robot's not going to replace my heart and my soul and my, my spirit and my connection to my community and my society. But when we think about, is that thing the same? Is that photo the same? If it generates an image that looks exactly like an impressionistic painting of Monet's, is it an impressionistic painting? Does it have the brush strokes? No. Is it presented on canvas? No. Does it use paint and oil? No. It doesn't meet the criteria by which we would say it was a Monet painting. We would say it may look like a Monet painting. It may be in the style of a Monet painting but is in fact not a made painting, no matter how much it looks like it. If Midjourney was able to paint and created an exact replication of one of Monet's paintings, we would still not say it's a Monet painting. It was not done by the hand of Monet. Would we call it a painting? Probably. Would we say it was Monet's painting? No, we would say it was Midjourney's painting or Midjourney slash prompter of Monet painting. We would contextualize, we would define, we would understand how that one thing is different than another. And I think that's the, the other piece around this conversation that we as photographers need to think about, we as photographers need to communicate about, is that there is, for a lot of us, a difference. And it's not that it's the tool. It's not the response to, oh, some other tool, Photoshop, Lightroom, Capture One, Midjourney was used in the creation, alteration, manipulation of the photograph. But part of the response of understanding why we photograph and the nature of the fact that it is photographs of the world, bound by time, through the eye of the creator, in the recognition of that moment, that that is distinct and different than prompting for the creation of something that looks like that. Not that both don't have equal value and equal merit. Again, this is not a, is it good or bad? But is it fair to say that the creation of something through Midjourney as a photograph and the photographer who then went out and saw and experienced and was changed by that moment, that those are in fact the same? Now to the end viewer... They may invoke a very similar same response. And to many viewers, they may not care. They may just think that's a cool looking photograph, cool looking image, cool looking whatever. 
But to the photographer, to the person who actually experienced the moment, those are different. And that, at the end of the day, is, I think, the bigger conversation to have about mid-journey and these digitally created images. When we photograph, we are forever changed by the act of the photography. We are shifted fundamentally by who we are by being present to that moment, to that experience of seeing that makes us different than we were before we clicked the shutter. The artist is never afraid of being replaced by the robot because the artist knows that they are forever changed by the experience of being present to the experience of creating the thing that they are basically working under as art. If we struggle, if we can't figure out, if we challenge ourselves to continue to improve over and over again, revisiting, revising, relooking, reseeing, resharing, we are forever changed by that process. And that is part of what it means to be the artist. The growth that comes from being the artist. So when we say the robot's going to replace us, the locus of control is put on the technology. It says that the tool is more important than the art that's created, than the creator who created it, to the people who view it, to the society that might be impacted by it. All of those components together make up a central element of our understanding of the work we create. And so for me, again, I've got a pretty clear definition that keeps mid-journey out of photography for me. It is something different. And that's fine. I put it in the same category as a painting. Are they amazing to look at? Absolutely. Do I think it's fraudulent when you tell me it's a real photograph created from the world of the world? Yes. Somebody else will have a different definition and we will have many beers over that argument. But for all of us, I think it's important to get in front of this conversation and for you to get in front of this conversation because at some point, you could get caught on your heels when somebody asks, why does it matter? What's the difference? And if you don't have a good answer for that, it might be time for you to sit down and think about that. Is the work you create only bound by, is the art only the end result? Is being an artist defined by the only the creation of the art object? If you change tools, does that fundamentally change your association to the object created? All of those things come into play. All those things are important. And I think we need to start to have, again, conversations today as photographers about that so that we are in a better position to have more interesting and educated conversations when people ask those questions. So I hope I've given you a few things to think about today when you think about AI and some of the computer-generated pieces. Don't even get me started on how all the plugins for AI make photographs look the same. That's a different conversation for a different podcast. But anyway, hope you had, uh, gave you something to think about today on the AI conversations. Thanks so much for spending your 10, 15 minutes with me on the podcast. I know it went a little longer than usual today. Uh, have a great week and I'll see you next time.